You're listening to the Straight Up Saints Podcast. What is up, Houdat Nation? Welcome back inside another edition of the Straight Up Saints Podcast presented by Boot Crew Media or Nito's Tequila, the official tequila of Boot Crew Media. And as you see, the DraftKings promo at the bottom of your screen, SUS. Use that if you're going to play DraftKings. It's a really big, important matchup coming up for the Saints. They have the Eagles on Sunday on the road in Philly. I think it's a must-win game, which I hate throwing around that label, but that's truly how I feel about that matchup. I'll talk about that in a little bit, why I feel like it's a must-win game, what the Saints have to do in order to get over the hump, get back in the win column. That's important, obviously. But before I do that, I want to get through some quick Saints news and one that I thought was pretty cool that we got today, and that was the Drew Brees news. So Thanksgiving, Saints-Bills, the Thursday night football game for Thanksgiving. Drew Brees will be calling that game with Mike Tirico for NBC, which is awesome. But the best part about that is the halftime ceremony. Drew Brees will come out of the booth, come down to the field, and they'll honor Drew Brees. And I think this is kind of something that a lot of us fans thought was going to happen because the one thing that really stung outside of the Saints losing in the playoffs last year was the fact that you didn't have that full dome. You didn't have that proper send-off for Drew Brees, who is without a doubt the best player to ever suit up for the franchise. Now he gets that. And I think that's just great for Drew. It's great for the fans. It just brings closure all around. And who knows? Maybe that's going to light a fire for this team for that Thanksgiving game, which should be really fun. Saints-Bills, man, am I excited for that. But before we get to that game, you got to handle who's in front of you. Who's in front of the Saints right now on the schedule? The Philadelphia Eagles, like I mentioned before, and that's going to be a really great game. Now, before I get into that and talk about the injury report, the headlines, what to watch for for that game, just want to remember, guys, if you're watching on YouTube, dump your comments in. I'm going to pull them up throughout the show. And if you're watching on Twitter and you're wondering why the comments aren't coming through, that is currently an issue right now with the streaming provider where the Twitter comments aren't coming through. So go to my recent tweet. I dropped the link for the YouTube channel and the YouTube link that I have for streaming. Come in, drop your questions, Saints, anything, life, anything going on, drop them in, but mostly Saints, and I'll get to them. So we'll just start, obviously, with whatever you guys pull up and I'll put on the screen. I appreciate you guys tuning in. Obviously, and yeah, hopefully you guys right. Hopefully we'll get another game where we dismantle the Eagles. That is the hope. It's actually kind of been weird because you have the Saints in 2018 handle the Eagles. Last season, not so much. The Eagles got the best out of the Saints, especially with Jalen Hurts taking over in his first start. That was definitely the big one there. So let's talk about the Saints-Eagles, kind of what's going on, the tail of the tape, how these two teams are heading into this one. For starters, I think you're looking at two teams trending in different directions. You look at the Saints. You're a little underwhelmed, lost two out of your last three games. And yeah, they've made nice, furious comebacks in both the Falcons and Titans game, but it almost felt like too little, too late, couldn't convert the two-point conversions that mattered in both games, ultimately cost them. And that is frustrating. And you look at the Eagles, a big win over the Lions, just missed out on beating the Chargers, almost had that win there, and then they blow out the Broncos. And two out of three wins for them, two out of three losses for the Saints. So like I said, trending in two different directions. We look at last year. What does the tape tell us from last year? Eagles Saints, the scoreboard will tell you the Eagles won by three. But anyone who watched that game last year, and boy, were we frustrated watching that game, the Eagles were the better team. The Eagles with Jalen Hurts' first start ran all over the Saints. 100 rushing yards plus for Jalen Hurts, 100 rushing yards plus for Miles Sanders. And that was a really frustrating loss because I remember all of us at that time were hoping it would lead to the Saints getting the one seed, and that loss actually cost them the one seed. So that was really frustrating for sure. It'll be different. This matchup is going to be totally different. I kind of think you can take that one and throw it out. It doesn't really mean much for the grand scheme of things and for everyone saying why, you know, Jalen Hurts is still the Eagles quarterback. Why are we just kind of burning the tape for that game? I think there's a plethora of reasons. For starters, 
Jalen Hurts is in a totally different system now. That was Doug Peterson. That was kind of the last hurrah for them where they took out Wentz. They put in Hurts. Everyone was emotionally amped up for that game. Not that they won't for this one, but that was one of the reasons for that. So different system, totally different players around, not just for the Eagles, but for the Saints. Obviously, you got a little bit of different personnel on the defense for the Saints now. And you're also looking at a different situation on offense for the Saints. That was a Taysom Hill offense that really struggled. They were stalling a lot during that game. Now you got Trevor Simeon where, yeah, this Saints offense is still stalling and they're still a little inconsistent and they're trying to find their way. That being said, I would say the passing attack under Simeon has been 10 times better than the passing attack under Taysom Hill last year. So you take that tape, you burn it out. What do we know about this game? The Eagles opening up as one and a half point favorites. That kind of told me two things. It told me, man, the Saints are in a bad spot when they're underdogs, the Philadelphia Eagles. But it did tell me, though, considering when you look at the spread and I hate to get so involved in the spreads and whatnot, but considering the Eagles are at home, they're coming off a win, and they have more momentum. For them only to be a one-and-a-half-point favorite, Vegas is telling you the Saints are the better football team. They're just not playing better football right now. So put the spread to the side. What's important? What do we have to know for this game? Well, I think injuries are going to be paramount. And, man, injuries I feel like are always paramount, but for this one specifically, what's going on with Alvin Kamara? That's what everyone wants to know. Well, The first update we got today was pretty positive. Limited in practice, which is what you want to hear, especially the first day. And I think this is a good sign. Now, I know for people who follow Nick Underhill's work, and you guys know how I feel about Nick. I think he's the GOAT of Saints Twitter. Nick kind of hinted at this being a very short absence, this being maybe a one-off. He didn't really hint at two, and maybe it ends up being two. But I really got the sense throughout the whole time that it'd be a one-game absence for Kamara. So for anyone asking, do I think AK plays this week or Jones back in which, by the way, Tony Jones Jr. coming back and being activated off IR, that is big, and I'll explain why in a little bit. I think Alvin Kamara plays this this, this week. I really think Alvin Kamara plays this week, especially after losing the Titans game. There's a strong sense of urgency. You want to get off that this losing streak, get back in the win column. I think that's big for the Saints. So Alvin Kamara practices, and that's great news. But typical Saints fashion, when you get a little bit of good news, you get slapped with about five pieces of bad news. And man, was the injury report kind of rough to read today? So you have Ryan Ramchek did not participate because of a knee injury. You have Teron Armstead still not participating because of a knee and shoulder injury. So both your great all-pro level tackles, they're not practicing. On top of that, you have Tano Passigno missing practice because of an ankle injury. You have Ty Montgomery missing practice with a hand injury as expected because, man, I don't know if you guys saw, but Sean Payton basically said the bone went through the flesh, and that is just I don't know about you guys. I don't try to get all like freaked out by injuries and stuff. I'm usually pretty good with that. But when I read that one and heard about that, I was like, "Uh, sign, you know, just get me away from that. I'm not signing up for that. That's a disgusting injury. So wish Montgomery a good recovery there. And then Taysom Hill, a foot injury. And man, it would be really, really easy for me to just get really worried about this Taysom Hill situation. But I will say when I saw that was a foot injury, I was relieved because there was a concern. Is he still dealing with issues from the concussion? That's what we all want to know. That's why we've all been questioning the usage. What's going on with Taysom? Why aren't the Saints using him enough? So to know that it's a foot injury, obviously you don't want him to be hurt at all. But considering it wasn't head or neck related, that that's a good thing. That really is a good thing. Because my worry when I heard that Sean Payton said Taysom Hill was nicked up was, all right, what if he hurt his head again? And that is, that is the really important thing. So it's a foot injury for him. He was at practice and sweats, did not actually participate. We'll see if Taysom's status changes because we all know Taysom really is important to the Saints. Now, Kamara did practice. Tony Jones Jr. did practice, which was great because I'm not going to lie to you guys. We got to a point around, I'd say, late October where I was like, is Tony Jones Jr. even a part of this football team? Because I haven't heard anything on him. Heard his ankle early in the year in the Patriots game, I believe it was. And then we didn't hear anything from him. Excuse me, the Giants game. And we didn't hear anything from him after that. 
So now Tony Jones Jr. is back. I think that is crucial for the Saints team because I tweeted it today, and I, I feel pretty strongly about this. If you look at the Saints' schedule, starting Sunday, November 21st, they are going to play three games in an 11-day stretch. And that sounds crazy to me. Like, when I said it, I had to start counting. No joke, guys. I pulled up my calendar, and I started counting the days to make sure my math added up. And I'm like, how are you guys going to play three games in 11 days? That doesn't make any sense. They have November 21st against the Eagles. Then you have that matchup on the 25th, Thanksgiving against the Bills. And then the following week on the 2nd of December, you got a Thursday night game against the Cowboys. So you have three games in 11 days. What do you need? You need depth for those. Because, man, if you just give high workloads to all these players, people are going to drop like flies. And I think getting Tony Jones Jr. back, it might not seem like the biggest move in the world, but if the Saints can implement a running back rotation with Tony Jones Jr., with Mark Ingram, with Alvin Kamara, and, man, did Mark Ingram show us last week that he can handle that full workload, all of a sudden, you can take the pressure off the running backs. And you guys know how how I feel about this running back room. I think that is going to be something that, if they're going to make a run this year, they need their running backs to step up. So I'm hoping that's the case. I hope that their running back room can have a nice rotation where they're able to take pressure off each other. I think it would go a long way for this team. So Tony Jones Jr. back, Alvin Kamara back, the downside, Ryan Ramchek didn't practice. And seeing him on the injury report is definitely scary because we all know how important Ryan Ramchek is. No beating around the bush with that guy. He is just a damn good football player. And the key to having him is huge that when... If you have, let's say, no Ramchick and no Armstead, then you're in a tough spot where if you're missing one of them, you can kick Hurst over to the the offensive tackle spot that is open. But man, if both are out, then you start wondering, how does this offense function? And I, and I will throw this out there before I get to the Eagles side, because obviously they have some injuries they want to work around as well. The Saints offensive line was supposed to be the strength this year. And unfortunately, it hasn't been able to be this, it hasn't been able to be the strength this year simply because of injuries. You lose McCoy week one. Then Armstead goes down, Armstead comes back, then he goes down again, Andrews Pete out for the season with the torn peck. Now Ramchek is injured. Like, the only guy who's really been able to st- stay healthy is Cesar Ruiz, which, I'm, obviously you're grateful that Ruiz is healthy, but Ruiz, out of the five, is the weakest link. So you're just really just rotating around this offensive line right now, and it is very, very, very frustrating. And obviously injuries are a part of the game, but you really do feel for it because this is a strength of this team and you haven't been able to see it. And if it does come to light, that would be great. But right now, it's a little frustrating. And it puts pressure on guys like James Hurst, like Alvin Throckmorton, like Will Clapp. And all of them, I think, have done an admirable job of filling in and stepping up to these larger roles. But that's not what you anticipated coming into the season. So it is a little upsetting in that regard. Last piece of Saints news before I get to the Eagles. Brett Maher, kicker, back on the practice squad. Remember, he was in the preseason. Got hurt. I give up on the Saints kicking situation, guys. I probably shouldn't say that, but I do. I give up on it. Whatever happens, happens. We've reached the point where it was Alchuk Rosas couldn't make kicks to Cody Parkey couldn't make kicks or extra points, uh, field goals or extra points. And then now we have Brian Johnson. He's made field goals, missed extra points, extra points that he missed last Sunday cost this team. And you're feeling the impact of Will Lutz. Like I would go as far to say Will Lutz's absence and injury has affected this team as much as Michael Thomas's. And that is just crazy to think about, but it's the truth. Like this team doesn't have any confidence in their kicking game, and I don't blame them. Like, no, none of their kickers have given them a reason to be confident, and that is unfortunate. It really is, for sure. Going over the Eagles and talking about what the Eagles might do 
I think a lot of the Eagles game plan really, really surfaces around the health of their tight end, Dallas Goddard. Now, you know the Eagles are going to run the football, and I'll talk about the Eagles run game in a little bit because I think if you're the Saints, that is the paramount thing. Can you stop the Eagles ground game going into Sunday? Because that that thing, it, it, to say that their ground game would be red hot would be an understatement. So Dallas Goddard, concussion last week against Denver. Is he going to be available for Sunday's game? That's a big thing because Goddard now with Zach Ertz in Arizona is that middle of the field type of guy who takes a lot of pressure off of Ertz, takes a lot of pressure off the outside receivers like Devontae Smith. So is he going to play? That's a thing to watch. And Miles Sanders designated to return from IR. Don't know if he's ready yet, but like I said, Miles Sanders played really well against the Saints last year. That, that is another injury to watch. So those are key factors. So let's get into this game. What's going to decide who wins? Why do I think this is a must-win game? Although I'm pretty sure a lot of you guys agree with me that it's a must-win game. So, so many factors to get to there. But let's talk about what we need to know. For starters, how do the Saints fare against Jalen Hurts? I think Jalen Hurts has been put in a really, I'm not going to say impossible position, but he's been put in a tough spot this year because you want to play well. You know you got to play well. And the, the downside of all of this is every bad start that you have, you almost feel like the Eagles are ready to move off from you because they have three first-round picks. They can make a bunch of moves in the offseason if they want to. So how has he responded? I would say Jalen Hurts, there are inconsistencies. There are flaws. But I thought he played a really technically sound football game against the Broncos, completed over 68% of his passes, moved the football efficiency. But more, more importantly, the legs. The legs are what you want to see because I know a lot of us Saints fans are worried about how does the defense fare against mobile quarterbacks. We're going to find out. We're going to find out because over the last couple of weeks, the Saints have not really worried about mobile quarterbacks. Ryan Tannehill, no. Matt Ryan, no. Tom Brady, no. Geno Smith, no. Going through them, honestly, if you look at the schedule this year, the only mobile quarterbacks that the Saints have really faced are Daniel Jones. I would go as far as say Taylor Heineke. He can move. And then I would throw in Aaron Rodgers. But they haven't versed a guy who, in my opinion, is primarily, and not primarily, but is actually a runner. Like, you don't classify Rodgers or Daniel Jones as a runner. Jalen Hurts, not only can he throw the football, but he's an excellent runner of the football. So now you want to see how does this defense, you know, play against him. So that means you have to key on a Demario Davis, a Quan Alexander, a Pete Warner, who's going to be the QB spy. That's going to be key in this one. Does your defensive line make sure they contain the quarterback? I think that's crucial. So Cam and Marcus Davenport, this is the game where you got to show out. Now, I, I, I have confidence in Davenport. I really do. I think Davenport's playing at a high level. I think Cam Jordan's getting a little bit better each week. So those two have to step up. You kind of want to keep Jalen Hurts in there because Jalen Hurts, where he did most of his damage against the Saints, outside of the pocket. So do you want to just play contain and go that way? That's going to be interesting to watch for me. That's something I'm going to factor. But more importantly, in that contain part, can you force the Eagles to be a passing team? I look at this Philly team, and I know a lot of us want the Saints to roll over and just steamroll them. And I don't know, what, what do you want, a 30 to 10 victory, 30 to 13? I would love that. I really would. Unfortunately, guys, I do not think the Saints are going to be able to just start steamrolling this Eagles team because I think what the Eagles are going to try to do, more importantly, is they're going to come out and they're going to try and establish the run. And what they've been able to do over the last couple of weeks, guys, is astounding. I'm going to read you off the numbers, and it's, it's just mind-boggling to me. 214 rushing yards in Week 10, 176 rushing yards in Week 9, 236 rushing yards in Week 8. Now, the Saints' run defense is better than the three that they've gone up against, Broncos, Chargers, and um, the Lions. But those are, when, when your worst game out of the three is 176 rushing yards, you're doing something right. So for the Saints, a big-time key 
in this one, probably more than anything, is can you force the Eagles to be a passing team? I think that's how you're going to be in a good spot. If you can force them to be a passing team, force Jalen Hurts to be under pressure for the, to the majority of this game to the point where under pressure and you're staying in the pocket, because if Jalen Hurts is leaking out, he's going to beat you with his legs. Making them a passing team is big. And it doesn't really matter if Miles Sanders plays or not. If Miles Sanders plays advantage Eagles in the term of having more depth, what they've showed, whether it's with Gainwell or Boston Scott or even Jordan Howard, who had a great game, they have weapons in terms of depth in that backfield, and they're going to try and utilize. So that's one. Now, there's another thing, and you guys mentioned it in the chat, and I'm going to bring it up. And I think this is, if not the most important key, the second most important key to this game. The Saints cannot start slow anymore. I, I don't know what it is that every game now, or at least the last two, and it almost feels like it just continues to build that way. The Saints continue to start slow. First quarter, nothing. Second quarter, nothing. And then it's not until end of the third slash early fourth that the light turns on. And man, it's a fun fourth quarter, but you can't do that. That is how you're going to end up in the loss column back-to-back weeks. And you feel like the Saints are giving away games they should win, and a lot of it is because of these slow starts. You cannot go down 24-6 to against the Falcons. You cannot go down 20-6 to against the Titans. You will lose those games nine times out of 10. Or in this case, so far, two times out of two. You're, you're two for two in losing those games. And while you've made furious comebacks, and you're impressed with Simeon's shown in the fourth quarter and the way they've shown a lot of resolve and resiliency, you can't keep doing that. So if the Saints get in a position where they start slow again, it's going to be tough. In Philly, hostile environment, going against a team that is starting to be a little, feel a little confident about themselves. The Eagles are feeling good going into this game. So that is really key, and I'm interested to see. I'm really interested to see how the Saints team plays, specifically in the first half, because you always get a feel for the Saints early. You felt like they were ready for the Bucs. You felt like they were ready for the Patriots. You felt like they were ready for the Packers. But boy, when they play the Falcons, or they played, in this case, the Titans last week, you watch those first two quarters, and you're seeing there's just something not right in terms of being fluid on offense, on offense, having, you know, anything type of, any type of mojo or rhythm clicking, none of it. So can you avoid the slow start? That's going to be key. That's going to be key. So forcing the Eagles to be a passing team, stopping that run, avoiding slow starts, that's going to be big. And the third one, and I know it sounds ridiculous, but this is how low it's gotten. You cannot miss any type of easy kick. I don't care if it's a 33-yard field goal or an extra point, which is 33 yards. I don't care what it is. The Saints cannot leave easy points on the scoreboard anymore. It's becoming a problem. It's something that's plagued them throughout the season. They've been lucky enough that it hasn't cost them enough. But that is an issue. That is a serious issue for this team. And the fact that I have to say it as a key really bothers me. But they got to make their extra points. They got to make their extra points. Because the the two-point packages right now, guys, they're not working. And honestly, that's unfair to those guys. To put them in a position where the two-point conversions are what's going to get you over the hump, can't be that way. It just can't. So got to convert on your kicks. Got to force the Eagles to be a passing team because, man, that run game can make it a long afternoon for the Saints if they don't stop them early and avoid the the slow start, offensively speaking. Because when your defense comes out and you're forcing these three and outs and you're feeling pretty good, you can't have these slow starts. You can't. It's just It feels like you're wasting whatever your team is doing. And that is very, very, very upsetting, very frustrating for sure. So I said before this show started, this game's a must win. Why is this Saints, a, uh, this Saints game a must win? I think it's pretty simple, guys. It comes down to record. It comes down to knowing where you are right now in the wild card race. And I think I've been pretty lenient. If you guys have watched me the last couple of weeks, 
the losses didn't change where I stood on the Saints. I kept saying, you're a playoff team by default. This is a wild card team. They'll be fine. They'll figure it out. But as the weeks go along, you can only lose so many games in a row where you're like, okay, now we're starting to slip in the standings. They have not slipped over the last two weeks. They've remained the sixth seed. They're in firm position to be the sixth seed right now. And if the playoffs started today, they would play the Dallas Cowboys. And my God, would Twitter love that? That would be damn fun. But playoffs does not start today. The playoffs doesn't start till mid-January. And as a result, Saints got to keep the foot on the gas. And they got to be able to start putting wins together. Now, I said this team at the start of the season, I thought they were around 10 and 7, 9 and 8. I still think 10 and 7, 9 and 8 is where they're going to land. But now you got to flip that switch because if you go into that Bills game on a three game losing streak, five and five, all of a sudden the Bills game feels like the season. Like it feels, it literally feels like the season. And not only does the Bills game feel like the season, all of a sudden you feel you have to beat the Bills and the Cowboys to get back on the right track. And that is such a hard task. Beating one of those teams is going to be tough. Imagine beating both. So, this Eagles game, if you do win it and you get to six and four, in my eyes, now the Saints are not going to approach it. You're approaching every game like you want to win. But in my eyes, I say, can you split one of the Bills-Cowboys games at home for both games, short weeks for both games? I think they can. I think they can. Like, I'm sorry. I look at the Bills, and the Bills were one of my Super Bowl favorites going into this year. They've had rough moments this year. Like, we talk about losses the Saints should have had, and we say, and the Saints lost, they shouldn't have lost the Falcons, shouldn't have lost the Giants. And I don't disagree. The Bills lost to the Jaguars, and they didn't score a touchdown in that game. So, like, there are issues for almost every team this year. And Dallas, we talk about Dallas. Yes, they just stomped Atlanta, a team that beat the Saints. But they also just lost pretty thoroughly to Denver two weeks ago. So, it isn't any given Sunday type thing, or in this case, for the next two weeks, any given Thursday. And I said before, early this week, and I'm going to say it again, this is a very weird NFL year. I don't feel like there's a great team. I feel like there's a lot of good teams, but I don't think there's a lot of great teams. And I think the Saints have shown, as you mentioned in the chat, which is an excellent point, the Saints play up to their competition. So the Saints will be ready for those Bills-Cowboys games, but they got to be 6-4 and four to get there. And if they are 6-4, and four, and let's say they split those Bills-Cowboys games 7-5 and five, with games remaining against the Panthers, the Falcons, the Dolphins, the Jets, the Bucks. I'm sorry. At the minimum, I, I see too low. I see, I see, I'm sorry, at the maximum, I see two losses in that span. Like I, I thought coming into this year, the Saints would split with the Panthers. I thought coming into this year, they would split with the Bucks. I thought coming into this year, they probably at the minimum split with the Falcons. So you're probably looking at the minimum, a nine win team, all goes well, 10. If everything goes great, 11. Now you push that to the side. But it all starts with beating Philly. And I know it's like really unfair to put so much stock in one game. And I said it on Twitter. I, I hate, absolutely hate saying something's a must-win game. But man, this is a must-win game. You get to six and four, everything changes. And you have a little bit of momentum. And you feel like, all right, we can win with Trevor Simeon. We can win with this team. And we're back on the right track. And mind you, Philly's not a bad team. So like there's this idea that Philly's a bad team because they haven't been good in a couple of years ever since they won the Super Bowl. And they are un under 500, but Philly's not a bad team. They're just not a great team. But Philly is kind of finding themselves. And believe it or not, if Philly beats the Saints, they're in the wild card picture, like right in that mix. So it's a big game because it's a double whammy. Not only do you get off your, your losing streak, but you're pushing down one of those teams that's trying to take your spot. And that is important for the Saints. So winning that game, getting to six and four, having momentum going into a short week Thursday night football game, which, oh, by the way, you're going to honor Drew Brees during that one. I would imagine some dudes are going to be fired up for that game. 
That is a big deal. That is a big deal. And if you lose that one and you're on a three-game losing streak and all of a sudden start spiraling out of control, that's how you lose the season. And it would be a damn shame for this Saints team that has overcome injuries, overcome Hurricane Ida, overcome a lot of obstacles this year to have the season spiral out of control when it kind of seems like it shouldn't. Like, they could have won that Falcons game. They should have won the Titans game. And now you're in this spot where you feel like a Week 11 matchup against the Eagles. So much is riding on it. I don't like it, but I'm going to say what I said earlier this year, and, I, and I'm going to stick with it until I'm proven completely wrong. I always said when the Saints lose, I feel like they'll bounce back. And I said it after they lost to the Panthers, and they did. And I said it after they lost to the Giants, and they did. And I said it after they lost to the Falcons, and they should have. They didn't. And they, they should have won against the Titans. They didn't. And should have, could have, would at the end of the day, it is a loss. I get that. But I still feel like if the Saints turned in that kind of performance, especially in the second half and in the first quarter, take out the second quarter, I think that that would be enough to get by the Eagles. So I think for the Saints, it's kind of gut check time. Your defense has to step up, and I think they will. But more importantly, your offense cannot start off slow and have six points in the first half because that's going to do you in. That's absolutely going to do you in. So it's going to be very interesting to see how the Saints are health-wise going into this game with their tackles both kind of, I'm not going to say in doubt, but they're up in the air right now. And obviously, when we get updates on them, I'll update you guys on Twitter, although I'm sure you guys will see it. And then we'll see what happens with Alvin Kamara, although I, I do feel pretty good about Alvin Kamara playing on Sunday. So, must-win game, Saints-Eagles. I'm going to have a live stream after that game's over. Fingers crossed it's a victory recap. I have not done a victory recap since Halloween, man. Uh, it's it's upsetting. It really is. Like I know you, it's crazy. It sounds crazy. But, man, I just feel in such a better mood when the Saints win. And I really do want to have one of those victory recaps and just enjoy a win with you guys. So we'll see what happens there. As for my prediction, I, you know what? I said it's a must-win game. So if it's a must-win game, what do you got to do? You got to win the game. So I, I do feel like the Saints are going to win this one. Anything could change. I don't necessarily feel super confident about it because I think the Eagles are a lot better than people think. Now, I don't think the Eagles are some great team, but I think they're this middle-of-the-pack football team with a quarterback who can make plays both with his arm and his legs, and that can give them trouble. But I do think the Saints are going to win. And I think you'll find out very early whether or not the Saints are going to come out with the W. Because if they start off slow again, I think they will lose. But if they come out with a sense of urgency and have a little fire to them, and you see that they're playing a lot better and they're clicking on offense at least decently well, I think that will be enough. So Saints-Eagles, must-win game in my opinion. Going to determine a lot. Hopefully it's a win. I think the Saints will come out on top. And if they do then everything shifts to that Thanksgiving game. And man, I'm going to be excited for that one. And we'll see what happens there. But first, the Saints got to take care of business against the Eagles in the city of brotherly love on Sunday. It's going to be nothing but hate for that one. I know Eagles Saints fans don't get along very well. And last couple of years has been a fun rivalry. So we'll see what happens. Saints Eagles this Sunday. Let me know what you think on Twitter, whether or not you think the Eagles are going to win or if the Saints are going to get off this losing streak. And man, I hope they get off a three-game losing streak would be rough. That's going to do it for this edition of the Straight Up Saints podcast, guys. I appreciate you guys leaving your comments as always. Stay tuned for a victory, not victory, getting ahead of myself. Stay tuned for, actually, you guys mentioned it, no sign-off right now. You guys want it up? I'm going to I'm gonna talk about it. So, before I sign off, because I'm going to sign off very quick, you guys asked off topic, what do you think of the Spider-Man trailer? As you can see from the shirt, guys, uh, I loved it. I absolutely loved it, and I, funny enough, going into the trailer, since you guys asked, because I, look, I, I love anything Marvel, but Spider-Man's towards the top. I was wondering whether or not we were going to see the other Spider-Man. Like, I wanted to see Andrew Garfield and Tobey Maguire, and they didn't show it. And then the trailer ended, and I kind of thought to myself, I'm glad they didn't, because now your first reaction is going to be in the theater, and I think that's going to be damn cool. 
Like, I don't know about you guys, but when I saw Avengers Endgame, and spoiler alert, although if you haven't seen Endgame by now, that's on you, so I, I don't feel bad about this. When Cap lifted Mjolnir, that was like one of the craziest moments as just a movie fan watching that. And I think we're going to get something similar. When you see Andrew and Toby, you get your old Spider-Man actors back in there. I think it's going to be fun. So I thought the trailer was great. I think there's a sense of nostalgia that just slaps you in the face when you see Green Goblin and Doc Ock and, and Sandman and Lizard and, and even Electro, who, by the way, what a makeover. Like, I hated the design for Jamie Foxx and Electro. Now I'm going off a tangent about Spider-Man before I log off. So anyone not watching the live streams, like, what the hell are you doing here? But I loved it. So I am very excited. Fingers crossed it's an excellent movie. I know ticket sales go on Monday the 29th, I want to say. So you bet your ass I'm going to be ready to buy tickets then. So I'm very excited for that. But more importantly, I'm very excited for the Saints game. And we'll see what happens there. Saints-Eagles this Sunday need a win. I think they get the win. And then they'll move on from there. So I'll have a recap podcast Sunday afternoon. Live streaming there. We'll talk about it on the Straight Up Saints podcast. But until then, guys, enjoy your, your Wednesday night. Enjoy the rest of your week. And let's hope the Saints get this W on Sunday against You're the You're listening to the Straight Up Saints podcast.